hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan? Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Audible, Double Twist. Thank you always for joining me once again today. It's a great pleasure to be back on board talking some hockey. You know why I delay things, right? It's not because of the Kevin Fiala deal. I was hoping maybe there'd be another deal right after the Kevin Fiala deal. Um, and it took forever, but it's done. Kirill Kaprizov is back with the Minnesota Wild with the expected from Michael Russo weeks and weeks ago. Five years, nine million. Not nine years for five million. That'd be a lot better. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be great? Nine years for five million? Yes, we're all good to go. But uh, no, five years, nine million, $45 million, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Fiala also inked. So I was basically waiting to be able to finally do a show to talk about these two guys signing, and then we could move on into the <clears throat> season preview in the next two weeks or so, approximately. Uh, we already talked about Frederick. Frederick? No. Frederick. Frederick is more like it. Goudreau. Uh, you get the idea. Ryan Hartman, obviously, he'd already, he'd already re-signed last season, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Jordan Greenway. Yep. The... Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, next year we'll be going through some more contract stuff with uh, Kevin Fiala. That'll be quite interesting. And there's a scenario I think things should be fine, being able to keep him even with those nasty, ugly, uh, you know, buyouts looming. Uh, of course, Felino's st- uh, staying for three more years. Victor Rask, $4 million coming off the books. I thought it was four point two, but I guess it's $4 million. Go figure. Uh, Jordan Greenway and Kevin Fiala, at least in terms of the forwards. Otherwise, unrestricted free agents, Golikowski. Jordy Ben and John Merrill. Jordy Ben was also signed most recently. And just kind of another, you know, sixth, seventh defenseman to kind of, uh, you know, balance things out <clears throat> and to uh, keep things in, uh, you know, just to kind of keep things ready, uh, keep things safe basically back there. Another physical, solid defenseman who's not asking for much, that type of situation. Uh, not going to talk a ton about training camp a little bit, just kind of the positive news, because mostly this is we're focusing on the contracts, and we'll talk more about how these guys did as we move into the season preview and the excitement going forward. At the moment, with Kaprizov signed, this is the the top line is pretty much what I expected. Jules Eriksson Eck at the center, which I do like. Matt Zuccarillo at right wing, Kirill Kaprizov at left. And then right away it gets weird. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful about this in the future, but I'll say the current ones, according to Michael Russo. Ryan Hartman, second-line center, Ryan Hartman. Marcus Foligno at right wing, Jordan Greenway at left. Huh. Well, I'm not too disappointed about the center. Victor Rask at center for the third line. Kevin Fiala at right wing instead of... Kevin Gell at right wing instead of Foligno. Huh. John, uh, I just almost called him Johnny Goudreau. Frederick Goudreau. Frederick Goudreau at left wing instead of center uh, for the fourth line because he's supposed to be a face-off specialist. Okay. Uh, Nico Sturm at center for the fourth line with Nick Bugle-Bukestad on the right wing and Brandon Duhame from Parkland, Florida and, of course, Iowa and Providence and all that good stuff. Really cool Providence calls. Brandon Duhame would be a fourth line lefty uh, left winger, which I'm excited about that possibility. I'm definitely not against that. I see Bukestad as more of a... 13th forward, honest to God, I'm just being honest with you. That's, you know, there, there is a crappy side if, say, if both Boldy and Rossi somehow make the team, Guy, a guy like Brennan Deheim, who I think deserves to make it, and possibly uh, some of the others, 
uh, up-and-comers in the system deserve a shine. It's like Connor DeWitt. I think he was just absolutely fantastic. He played in all situations. We've said that a million times, but he's played in all situations in Iowa, which tells you he's he's pretty damn good, and he's only 22 years of age. He was an exciting draft pick in the Paul Fenton era. Paul Fenton did a good job drafting. Uh, Alexander Hovenovel is willing to go to Iowa, which is great. He's coming back to the... Uh, to North America. I'm so happy about that. Alexander Hovenov again. So again, just kind of updating things. Again, we'll talk about this more in the season preview, but um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, there I go, kind of blabbing and blabbing. Uh, that's why I didn't send out a bat signal. I want that to, I want the bigger fan interaction to be on the season preview, kind of talking about the season and Kirill Kaprizov and Hovenov or whatever the heck you want to talk about. I'm sure Marco Rossi will be a huge, huge uh, topic going into the preseason, and he's a huge topic now. He looks absolutely great. He's fast as you-know-what. Uh, maybe you don't know what. Uh, he's absolutely fast out there, and we all know how a lot of the uh, people that know their hockey, like Derek Pelska, talk about skating is extremely important because that's why uh, Puglia was so disappointing for the Minnesota Wild. Ben Puglia, he, he couldn't skate. Fourth overall pick, and he couldn't even effing skate. So, I mean, that's why he was just a third-line center most of his career with Edmonton and such. He was productive, but a third-line center, fourth overall, okay. Brandon, see, God, there's guys like Brandon DeHame, guys like, uh, guys like Connor DeWer, who might be able to play in the, in the middle six or the bottom, but more likely the bottom six, per se. And then you got guys like Rossi and Boldy who cannot play in the bottom six. They cannot. They got to be in the top six. And, uh, Nice to hear what uh, Mr. Paul, uh, Mr. Paul Fenton, and Mr. Bill Guerin had to say about them. I was going to have the file linked in a little bit better than I'm about to do it, but I'm going to kind of do it in a guerrilla style here. But uh, he said something pretty cool on the Chud's Hockey Show. It was released yesterday. I might as well say this right now. I was going to save this for the season preview, but I'm going to throw it into the season preview as well, most likely. But I'm going to play it now as well, because uh, this is something I really like. Or not. I just... <laughs> nope, that's not going to work. I apologize. Joey's stupid, so <laughs> it's not going to work doing it like that. Apologize here on the fly here, going gorilla style, which is not good, but that's how I roll sometimes. It looks like he's set to play here now. Um, how, how much do you expect from him and your philosophy too i find to be intriguing which is these guys aren't going to be Rossi fourth line guys if they're, they're here they're not going to be buried they're going to play what's your expectation for the potential for them to actually play substantial roles this season yeah i mean hey look yeah. I, I, they're gonna they're gonna tell me what what we're gonna do uh, i mean we'll we'll see Sorry. what their performance is like um like I said, they're just going to tell me. I'm not going to go down and just say, hey, look, you're anointed right there. You get that spot. That's what you're going to do. No, you are going to have to push your way in the lineup and enforce our hand. And I I, I do believe in that philosophy. Why would I put Matthew Baldy or Marco? They're not that type players. They're not role players. They're they're, they're offensive, creative guys that, that need to play with other players like that. So, those those days are over where you got to come in and well you got to spend your time on the fourth line and work your way up. Well, those days are gone. We just gave a guy with fifty five games 
forty-five million dollars. They got to check, Billy. If if they don't check, guys, yeah, yeah, exactly, and get bag skated constantly, it's not going to work here. Okay, but that's and that's fine. That's the way. That's the way it is now. And you know what? I I think it's actually really good. I think it's healthy. Like me too. You know what? Let's put these guys in a in a position to succeed. No, you don't have to wait a year or two to get on the power play. You get on the power play now because that's the type of player you are, and you can be real good at it. You can be better than the guys we have. So, why not? That put a smile on my face. I remember, yeah, when I was listening to that today, working outside and just kind of gathering information in my head for the show. And I'm like, yeah, we gotta, I got to look at the time on this and back to that and get that on the show. Normally, I like to clip it out and do it properly, but I did it kind of guerrilla style. But hopefully the audio is still good enough because I've gotten kind of decent at doing that, I guess. Apologize if it sounded like crap. Uh, but yeah, why not? Why not, right? So if, if they do make the team, I can see them on the second power play unit. What do you think of that? They won't be on the top power play unit. I got to think it's going to be Jewel Erickson Eck and power play and penalty kill with Kaprizov and Fiala or Zuccarello, something like that. But if they're going to be on the power play unit, depending on where they put Fiala, I guess, or Zuccarello, you might just have the top line as the power play unit, which isn't always a good thing. Um, it's, you know, it's an interesting fluid situation, I suppose, but you could have that second group being like Rossi at center, Boldy at left, and Fiala or Zuccarilla right. That's going to be Fiala, most likely. That could be a beautiful second power play unit. Uh, going forward, I think Dumba for sure goes on the number one power play unit. And there you go, jumping ahead to the season preview. But still, it, it is what it is. You're going to hear me say that again in a couple weeks. Uh, this and that. So let's talk about the Kaprizov contract before I get too sidetracked. I just got so excited when I heard uh, Mr. Bill Guerin say that. Again, I, I I want the fan interaction, most of it, to go into the sec uh, to go into the season preview. That's why I didn't send out the bat signal to Derek Falska. So again, hopefully he doesn't think that's kind of dorky and weird of me. Uh, at the end of the day, awesome, awesome article. I liked what he had to say. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but I will kind of tap into a little bit what he said uh, shortly. But Kevin Fiala, of course, inked to a $5.1 million deal one year, one year, $5.1 million for one year with the arbitration. I can't believe he's 25. That's kind of a bummer. But uh, he was seeking in the upwards of 7, maybe 6.5, and they're like, uh, they ended up coming down to 5.1 for only one year, so kind of another quote-unquote prove it. Still a significant raise from what he had had before in the, uh, it was like a bridge slash entry-level to bridge contract type of situation that was signed two years ago. When he first came to Minnesota, uh, Kevin Viola, because he was very unproven in the NHL, had a couple good moments, we'll say, but uh, generally sp- speaking, unproven in the National Hockey League was uh, Fiala generally, um, with some flashes here and there. And, of course, the injured femur was really scary as well. Of course, broken femur, that's pretty serious stuff. Just ask uh, just ask Foster, the former defenseman for the Wild years ago. <laughs> Scott, uh, yeah, let's just leave that alone. But... I'll get back to what I'm going to say about the salary cap in a second with the 5.1 for Kevin Fiala. So again, a prove-it year. We'll see what happens. Good news is there, sh- we sh- there should be a possibility of being able to re-sign him when I get to the math here and things in a second. Kirill Kaprizov, again, the five years, but unfortunately, it's a full no-trade clause in the fourth and fifth seasons, which, as Derek Felska will say, makes it almost like a three-year deal in terms of you got to make a decision by year three about Kirill Kaprizov, you know, and of course, hoping to God He'll be willing to sign some kind of extension after that, this and that. And then you get into 
possible trades. If he's like, I don't really want to be here, blah, blah, blah. I don't really want to sign an extension. If there's like an indication of that, then you might be looking to trade him for hopefully something pretty good. Hopefully a decent haul, draft picks, and maybe a nice, really nice young player as well. A Marco Rossi type from another team, a Matthew Boldy type. Maybe a couple Matthew Boldies. Maybe a, maybe both type of situations going forward. Uh, happy to have Jules Eriksson-Eck in the mix. Obviously, he is a 200-foot center. He fits... The he fits what Bill Guerin wants in a big way. If he can get up into the 25 goal range and 45 assists, I'd be dancing on the clouds. I mean, that's a, that's great. The, 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 you know, it's a long contract, long term, but it's a hell of a deal if he's anything near that type of number and continue to provide the ridiculous defense that's so good it pisses people off, that kind of thing. So the fear of, like, oh, great, how are we going to re-sign Kevin Fiala now? We're going to have to dump Dumba. Not necessarily, because think about this. Okay, so Victor Rask is coming off the books. We're all thinking about that. That's good. That's $4 million coming off the books, right? Guess whose contract's coming off the books? $5.1 million. Kevin Fiala's contract's coming off the books. His own contract is coming off the books, which provides cap space to re-sign him. It's not like it's stuck at $5 million the next year, and then you got to add to that. So just think about that. That's $9.1 million right there. That's more than Kirill Kaprizov. That's a little bit of space there. Just don't bring Victor Rask back, and... Uh, Hope that there's, you know, somebody in the in the wings ready to rock and roll. Uh, as a future center, a Hovi, as we say, Hovanoff, you know, the Brennan DeHeim type of guy. Obviously, he's, he's a winger, but other prospects in the system that can hopefully emerge and uh, get things moving forward in a big way. Uh, Damien Giroux plays center. Hovanov, of course. Dominic Tiljean, but he's already, yeah, he was a free, uh, he's one of those uh, minor league free agents. Mason Shaw, I'm not too confident in because of the, the injuries. He's certainly talented, but he's just, he's just so gosh darn injury prone. But uh, things can, things can definitely open up. That's $9.1 million right there. Maybe I'm a complete idiot, but that's a positive way to look at it, don't you think? So it's just, you know, it's a different, it's a more positive perspective, I suppose, looking at the whole thing rather than just like, oh, great, we're bleeped. Um, again, I don't want to spoil Derek Felska's article I recommend it in a big way. I retweet it and share it. You know, I, I share it on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter all the time. He does a great job. And, of course, again, people will think he's this negative Nancy. I, I don't think so. Uh, I like the way he said how, I just liked how he said, where was it? Unlike some of my old fans, I'm not exactly thrilled with the contract. Yeah, but he thinks it's too much for a player who's played less than 60 games. I don't disagree with that. Um, and the other thing that he mentioned, again, again, not trying to spoil it too much, but he's not understanding fans out there that say, why are the Wilds so damn cheap? And, you know, give him give him what he wants, like, like 12 million or something. You can't do that. It'll it'll kill your organization. Do you really think Connor McDavid's contract is good for the Edmonton Oilers? Take a look at the Edmonton Oilers and what's going on there. Connor McDavid's the best player in the league. He's number one. So and the Leon Drysdale's fantastic. I, I don't understand the nurse contract. What what's he making? Nine million. He's making Kaprizov money. Yeah, we're complaining. We're complaining. About, you know that that's the other thing too. Um, some people might think, well, why are you complaining about Kaprizov then? Well, yeah, but Edmonton, that just shows a, how poorly run they are. They're the Timberwolves of hockey right now in a lot of ways. During the Garnett era, signing, you know, good players to way too much money. Uh, but that's the thing. That's the whole point. If you sign Kirill Kaprizov to $12 million plus, $13 million, 
you're gonna be you're gonna be strapped, aren't you? You're, I mean, you're gonna hope to get a Victor Rastak player for one point one million, and then uh, Marcus Valino, uh, you know, hey 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 hey, one point seven is that okay, Marcus? I mean, please come on, take one for the team, okay? Come on, take one for the team, Marcus. Yeah, Jules Erickson Eck, that 5.2. Yeah, and uh, no. Yeah, you're not getting that. It is three and a half. <laughs> Zuccarello? Boy, what have we done there? Six million. Thanks a lot, Paul Fenton. You son of a biscuit. Uh, Alex Goligoski, can you sign for 900000 next year? Is that okay? Please sign for 900000 Alex. And Dumba, get the hell out of here. Dumba, go. Just, just go, Dumba. Get the hell out of here. We'll take a sixth-round pick for Matt Dumba just to get rid of him. You know, I mean, that could be the situation with contracts like that. I know I'm exaggerating. I apologize. I am. I'm exaggerating, but it, it, it kind of, that's kind of what Edmonton's like right now. Maybe maybe, maybe they'd sign Dumba to $9 million, but I guess we already kind of did that with Spurgeon, 7.5. You get the idea. I think Spurgeon's a valuable guy. I mean, Nurse is solid, but I don't know if he's worth $9 bucks. He's not that good. Jeez. You think of great defensemen in the NHL? You think of Nurse um, from, from, uh, Edmonton, not really. Not really. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, the Goligoski contract they're talking about, that's going to be cheaper next year. This is kind of like a big payment now. And then willingness to go down because, of course, obviously the cap hit, the dead cap hit, uh, jumps up about $4 million in per player. So it's $8 million total next year. Literally $8 million more on the cap. And then you add another mill for two more years in 23-24, 24-25. And then it drops to 1.6, which is minimal. You know, it's a minimal uh, cap hit. But uh, there's a three-year stretch there where it's pretty harsh. $14.7 million of dead cap. That's Connor McDavid right there. That's Connor McDavid money, unfortunately. So, yeah, I guess we've already done that to ourselves anyway. But at least we got Ryan Suter's dictatorial-style uh, locker room presence out of the room. And Zach Parisi, whatever the heck you want to call that, also out of the room. I'm okay with that at the end of the day. Again, I'm positive about the Victor Rask and Kevin Fiala contracts coming off the books to re-sign Kevin Fiala. See, because again, I know that just sounds funny. You, his own contract comes off the books, and then you can re-sign him, say, if it's $7 million a year, that's only a $2 million difference. So it's not as big of a uh, smash in the face as you might think. Maybe you can bring Victor Rask. Bah, I don't know. Most people would be like, shut the hell up, Joey. Maybe for uh, 900000 That's about all I'd probably offer Victor Rask, unless he has an unbelievable season. Maybe then maximum like 1.5. Unbelievable for his standards, by the way. I don't think he's going to go out and score 30 goals and, you know, win 90% of his face-offs and be like the best 200-foot defenseman you ever, or center you ever saw. Don't think that's going to happen. Um, but they're, they're just, you know, I mean, obviously Dumba could be a trade bait type of thing. The Wild have not gotten good offers coming his way. Maybe he'll have a better season. Maybe we sure as hell won't want to trade him at the end of the day. Uh, Spurgeon and, and Brodine aren't going anywhere. Their contracts are like really, really long, obviously. And you want to keep them. I mean, anytime either one of them is out, it's like, oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> Whenever one of them is out, it sucks. It's really bad. So uh, Dumba will be a number one power play guy, I got to think. And if he's still struggling to get to even 30 freaking points, I don't know, man. Then it's like, okay, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a guy that... You know, that's going to get like 28 points a season, you know, and he's an offensive defenseman with a big shot that scores sometimes. Kakin <laughs> and Talbot, we all know about that, blah, blah, blah. Talbot's got two more years. 
Kekkonen. That's another one that's going to be a restricted free agent next season. I don't expect a giant raise coming his direction from 725. And it's, yeah, it's just going to be really freaking interesting to see how the cap goes next season. Um, Bugle, 900K coming off the books. I, I, this is probably going to be his final season in Minnesota. That's just my guess. That's just my current guess at uh, the time. It's just funny, though. It's ironic. You think, wait a minute, five million's coming off the books, so you don't have to worry too much about re-signing Fiala. As a matter of, if you want to sign an outsider, then, yeah, then, yeah, then Fiala's gone. But uh, it's just funny. So it's uh, only it'd be a $2 million difference if you sign him for $7 million. Maybe $7 million, you know, like maybe $7 million even for five years, five to seven years, something like that for Kevin Fiala. Because I think he's going to have a huge season. I think absolutely. Bill Guerin's very excited about that possibility of Kevin Fiala having a huge season and wouldn't surprise me one bit if he did. Um, so that's the exciting part about all this. Greenway, I don't know what to expect. I expect a pretty good year, generally speaking, from him as well. Again, he's a restricted free agent with arbitration, uh, with arbitration, uh, you know, eligible, that type of thing going into next year. So similar, basically similar to what Fiala had this year, becoming a 25-year-old. Um, I don't anticipate a, a one-year contract with Fiala next year. But I think he's going to be easier to resign than people might think in terms of cap space. I, I, I think it's doable. Uh, you know, it's not like, oh, God, we got to gut the whole damn team. Thanks a lot, Karen, for buying those guys out. I, You know, it's expensive. It's a, it is what it is, but Darren's not stupid. I, I think it's safe to say it's safe to say he's a really good general manager. Uh, I, I think he handled things very, very well. He stayed calm. He waited things out, and he handled it perfectly. And the talk about how when the agent finally said, let's meet in person because Kirill Kaprizov had come to Florida very wisely, came to Florida to get all of his stuff cleared up. I'm, yeah, I, I don't agree with every single thing in the world that's going on. Let's just leave it at that with protocol this, protocol that. But uh, if the protocols are the protocols and he was able to get everything ready to go, that's good. Good for him. It's, it's wise at this point. Again, I don't agree with all of that, but <laughs> I don't agree with 100% of what's going on out there. Maybe some of it, not 100%. Um, just leave that where it is. But the fact that one way or another, he was prepared and ready to rock and roll, and he's going to be able to be on the ice. In this case, that would be called tomorrow, Friday. Wow, that's pretty cool, because I'm recording late at night on th uh, Thursday night. Pretty damn cool that we're all set to go. People were afraid, yeah, he's just going to take, it's going to be like two or three weeks or whatever until he gets on the ice. This is bull crap. Messed everything up. I understand everybody that is irritated out there with how we waited five years for the for the guy to come, and then we're in a contract, contract dispute again. I mean, Michael Russo was one of them. He was ranting quite a bit on his podcasts, and this and that. I understand the frustration. Believe me, I do. But at least... We can safely say this. Hey, Minnesota fans, I am back. <laughs> Thank you, Kirill, for that. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov announcing he's back and a little wink. That was cool. So uh, thank you, Kirill, for that. Really appreciate it. I'll stop flapping my gums for now and uh, let you guys tweet a bit. Let's see if I can... Most of it's kind of back and forth, though. Maybe I won't read a whole lot because there is a lot of... Unfortunately, see, I wind up in other people's tweets... That just kind of goes on and on. I actually, Carlos, I hope he follows back. He didn't follow back yet. Come on, man. Come on, man. Be a team player here. 
he tweeted back with me. There was something kind of cool that we were saying. Carlos Ledesma. Need to look at the term of all the contracts. Rask will likely be gone after this year. I got to think so. Dumba has been on the block for the right price. That is a lot of money, yes. And for his production, I think Dumba's overpaid at the moment. Um, there was something where me and him kind of had a small little back and forth in a good way. Unfortunately, Minnesota Rube kind of got in it with uh, Derek Fels, kind of unfollowed him. So that's unfortunate. Oh, that didn't, he was kind of attacking him, calling him a hypocrite. Uh, the uh, Minnesota Rube was saying that to Derek Fels. That's uh, unfortunate. Where the heck is that <coughs> part of me? It's some interesting conversation. See if I can find it, though. Okay. Carlos says, yes, take out Rask, and you have two good $2 million AAV contracts. I thought I responded in there. Come on, man. I thought I did. Okay, I just liked it. That's a bummer. Yep, or just more space for Fiala. Okay, here we go. Yep. So, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, and or space for the new Fiala contract, God willing. And he said, forgot about that one. Wild have to see if upcoming D is good enough to, to make Dumba expendable. That would be the source for more cap. That could be the source for more cap room. Yep. Um, and like I was saying just a minute ago, hopefully Carlos will be a listener at some point. I, I should have responded this too. The cool part is though, see, because Fiello's contract's coming off the books too. It's just, it's a funny way to look at it, but it is. I mean, you're going from 5.1 to zero with that. So Rask and Fiala coming off the books is $9 million. That's a positive way to look at it because that five million is not going to still be there when the you know um, next summer it's not going to still be there it's gone so look at it that way again just a two million dollar raise possibly to that seven million that he's seeking because I don't think Viola is seeking nine million and if he is well maybe we might have to sing the Happy Trails song to him at that point um, I don't think he's seeking that I think he's seeking seven million five years seven years eight years whatever it is. Um, wow, that's funny. But, uh, yeah, that was a good back and forth. Whoa, some dog in the hallway was just going absolutely ballistic. That was Kirill Kaprizov. No, that was Bill Guerin for a minute there behind the scenes during the contract negotiations when it got a little bit silly. He just started really just barking. Then he was pissed and stuff, and he couldn't sleep at night. But, no, Bill Guerin's much happier now. Apparently he was going to have a nice dinner out. I don't know if it was tonight or last night. Probably last night. I uh, hope he enjoyed himself. always wonder where those people go. I envy them so much. I wish so much, <laughs> you know, because when I work second shift, the whole thing of going out to eat, especially during the week instead of the weekend, I'm sick of the weekend. It's always overcrowded and stuff. A nice, decent weekend night out or weekday night out at a nice restaurant sounds like heaven. It, it does. I envy those of you that get to do that. I truly do. Someday, someday I'll be able to join you. <laughs> I wouldn't mind sitting to a nice dinner with a certain certain writer someday. That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, a certain writer who lives in western Wisconsin there, <laughs> who I mention frequently on this show. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I just really appreciate all, really appreciate the, the hockey community out there. Some of you are kind of stuck in your cliques, where others out there are, are, are great guys, you know, and I appreciate those of you that have been kind to me and to this show. 
Uh, yep, that was another thing. With the Twins eliminated, it's now 112 combined seasons without a championship for the core four Minnesota sports teams. Makes me feel absolutely ancient. Yep, that was the Twins were the last one. That's just crazy. That's a lot. That's the thing, though. Yeah, there wasn't, there hasn't been a whole lot of interaction. It's mostly a little bit of back and forth. I was saying something is bullshit. Uh, Dave Killer Carlson says he will not sign. This was Kirill Kaprizov. He does not want to play here. Can you really blame him? And I was saying, I think it's bullshit. What do you, I don't want to hear about him not wanting to sign here. That kind of thing. Uh, the guys at Soda Pod, especially, uh, mostly Hoppy was saying he doesn't really agree with Derek about the contract, uh, you know, how the opinions back and forth. He's, he's happy to have him. He thinks it's a good deal. I don't think it's the worst deal ever. I don't. I do think it's high for a guy that's played a few, you know, played only a few games, but I feel comfortable to a point of he's probably, you know, I don't think it's just a fluke, obviously, that kind of thing. But obviously, Minnesota, we've been through hell. So I guess you never know. <laughs> Where, I mean, I, I feel comfortable enough. Let's just leave it at that. But uh, I understand Derek's, I understand Derek uh, fearing a little bit, fearing the worst, not even fearing the worst, but being a little bit, you know, leery on it. That's the word I'm trying to get. Um, oh yeah, Brian Herrera accidentally tweeted me in the, uh, something. <clears throat> it was one of those, you know, clickbait things. He was like, "Whoops, I'm sorry." So yeah, yeah, that's okay, Brian. Tom Larson was saying, "Oh yeah, he was excited about it." There was it was a funny tweet. Oh, it's gone already. Shoot, it was like saying Kaprizov for five years, seven million. That uh, that would have been funny. That would have been cool. It would be two million dollars less than we. Then I think we'd all be happy then. Our seven years, five million. <laughs> That'd be great. At the end of the day. Yeah, most of it's just kind of like other people interacting with each other. Or like starred notifications, this and that. Whatever the heck that is. Oh, yeah. And then I got... I got all... I got all uppity and I apologize. Dave Johnson. What was he responding with? Oh, yeah. Derek Froska was saying, for somebody that is... For something that is supposedly a done deal or close to it, it's sure taking its sweet old time Waiting for this number 97 versus Wild Saga to end is like standing in line at a fast food restaurant, standing behind the person, reading the entire menu before they order. Sounds like Paul Canov. Yeah, actually, that's exactly what he does. It drives me nuts. Dude, how do you not know what's at McDonald's or Burger King or something? Are you freaking crazy? Yep, and then I love the image of, well, we're waiting. I forget what movie that is. I like that. Um, yeah, but I was saying couldn't agree more. It's just ridiculous and maddening. Uh, Dave Johnson says, compare Andrei Svechnikov and Kaprizov as players. Then tell me what Kaprizov's contract should be, please. I'm, I'm still missing what he meant by that, other than, how, how did I respond? And it doesn't even show my response. How stupid. Nothing to see here. Really? What are you talking about? Did I delete my quote? Well, that was dumb. I responded, okay, I was, nope, it's gone. State of Rossi was saying, you want to compare him to a younger player with more of an NHL track record? I appreciate that, lad, lad, lad. <laughs> I appreciate those that live boldly, sir. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It was mostly like you're comparing Kaprizov to a guy, you know, that's twenty, only 21 years old, this and that. Just got started, like he just got drafted, basically. I, I don't know. I mean, he's only on an entry-level contract, so I, I'm just not sure what to go, what to, where to go with that one. 
and then I kind of got all uptight because I thought I thought they were both making fun of me, which is not true. Uh, state of Hoppy Scott of the Soda Pod, and I'm like, everybody's smart, I'm stupid, yay, I think I'm going to stay off Twitter for a while. State of Rossi, uh, State of Hoppy, <laughs> said, not sure how you interpreted that as me disagreeing with you, and I said, my bad, I'm confused these days. So it's a little bit of thing there. Uh, yep, good guy. I, I like uh, I like Scott from the Soda Pod. Of course, Isha as well from Vancouver, British Columbia, or is it Vancouver Island, actually? Cool, cool, cool show, cool guys. Yep. Looking forward to the conversation about Lupulin coming up. Uh, obviously, I like that uh, brewery quite a bit with their chocolate peanut butter porter. So a little shout-out to Lupulin going forward. Lupulin brewing out of Big Lake, Minnesota. So I'm actually a fan, believe it or not. Mostly for the chocolate peanut butter porter, though. When it comes to IPAs, I don't really stay in Minnesota a whole lot. Maybe Furious or uh, Abrasive from Surly. Otherwise, I kind of tend to head to uh, Chico, California for uh, Torpedo extra IPA. Kind of like that one a little more. <laughs> so, um, I think I'm going to think that should be about it for most of the actual fan interaction. Mostly it's just back and forth tweets and frustrations with Grill Kaprizov. So that's kind of the uh, back and forth there. But hopefully I'm not a complete idiot when I talked about the whole Fiala contract. Actually, well, you know, that's $5 million coming off. Duh. And then... Uh, Victor Rask is either not coming back or coming back for, like, uh, a lot cheaper. Which, I, I, you know, if it's a lot cheaper in a smaller role, it's not going to kill me. But at the same time, if it opens up a spot for a Connor DeWer, uh, you know, Brandon DeHaim, guys like that, uh, Hovanov, I would love to see Hovanov on the Minnesota Wild at some point. I can see him as a middle six. Obviously, again, Rossi Boldy, second power play unit. Let's roll, baby, if things head in that direction. Apologize for the background noise. We're just busy here. So that's just how things go there. Something brand new just popped up. Hmm. Craig says, Goligoski and Talbot is another 9 million. You have to hope two of three of Addison, O'Rourke, and Lambos work out in the next couple of years along with Wallstead taking over in the goal, though. Dumba and Rask is just 10 million, says Derek. So this was kind of that, yep, all that financial conversation uh, back and forth here. Felska, Derek Felska says, Oh, this is a few days ago, that's why. And then Craig kind of jumped in. I'll just read the Carlos, Derek, and Craig and then wrap things up here. Uh... No, no, this, yeah, this is just yesterday. Uh, Carlos says, need to look at the term of all contracts on the team. Rask will likely be gone after this year. Dumba has been on the block for the right price. Yep, and then that's when I responded. And then Derek jumped in. I'm going to click like on all these uh, tweets here. Dumba, uh, excuse me, uh, Derek Felska jumped in and said, Dumba and Rask is just $10 million. They still have more salary to trim. To say nothing, the raises Rossi, Boldy, and Anderson and others will need during these lean years. Yeah, that's another conversation coming up. Yep. And then uh, Craig says, Golgoski and Talbot is another $9 million. So that's the money. Yeah, because Golgoski is probably going to go for cheaper. Uh, that's basically what happened there. You give him the $5 million now, and then he'll sign for cheaper later on. Uh, Golgoski and Talbot is another $9 million. You have to hope two of three of Addison, Aurora, and Lambos will work out in the next couple of years with Wallstead taking over in the goal, though. Sorry for repeating the same thing there. 
I'm cautiously optimistic, obviously, with all of that. Of course, uh, Wallstead, I, boy, I like what I saw. Uh, Addison, we'll see. I mean, he's got a ton of talent, but obviously so far hasn't translated to the NHL. O'Rourke, the way he's translated as quickly as he has to the AHL, extremely impressive. Apparently, they just love Lambos, and uh, hopefully his health issues are long gone, and he'll continue to uh, head in the right direction there. They absolutely love him, and that's one of the reasons why it may have looked like a reach taking him where the Wild did because he didn't really hardly get to play last year. So that's kind of where things stand. Of course, I was obsessed with, uh, was it Pinelli? Now I'm forgetting the guy's name. I think that was the guy's name. I'm forgetting. But uh, yeah, he was a center in the draft that I believe wound up with the Los Angeles Kings. So that figures. Hopefully Kirill Kaprizov isn't going to the Kings or the Rangers. Sick of all these players heading to the same bleeping teams. Uh, they don't usually go to the Kings, but uh, Kings are definitely attractive to uh, somebody who wants uh, the big bucks and have the big city situation, I suppose. But but uh, we'll have to wait and see how that goes in the not-too-distant future. With that said, I'm going to sign off for now. Really hope you enjoyed it. Hope, uh, hope you didn't mind uh, some of the... Hope you didn't mind some of my uh, goofy talk here and there. Hope you, uh, hope you didn't mind what I my, my thoughts about the salaries. Yeah, you can always tweet me. Would love to hear from you. At Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild Minnesota. The Twitter seems to be get a lot more uh, interaction than the Facebook, but if you want to join the Facebook, start interacting on there and we'll get rolling. That's greatly appreciated. But again, at Brave the Wild. Both of them will be in the show description. The Vigit application, that's who we're affiliated with. Affiliated with, pardon me, Vigit, V-I-G-I-T, two different words. <clears throat> it is a social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks or see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting League is a month-long betting competition to see who is the best sports better over the course of a month. Free to play sports book, bet free coins, win real prizes, and then betting stats. There is great information available on the Vigit Like Line movement where the public is betting. Again, this is like fantasy betting, basically. It's not real money, ragering. It is fantasy money. Really encourage you to get on. It's on. It's fun, especially with the NFL now, Major League Playoffs, and, well, guess what? We'll call it National Hockey League action coming up in about three weeks. Pretty freaking cool. And, again, preseason hockey coming up in a couple of days. Ooh, I love that. That's going to be awesome. So do join the Vigit application, Android or Apple. Obviously, you're going to find it out there. And when they ask for a referral, it is Paladino Live. Paladino Live, again, that'll also be in the show description. Don't be afraid to call into the show with the audio submission. We'd really appreciate that, or at least I would. <laughs> we, <laughs> but maybe the listeners would as well. To hear somebody's voice in the fan interaction segment. Simply open any free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Just open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, save it slash share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com paladinolive at yahoo.com Thank you in advance. It would be great to hear from you. Keep, you know, it's about anything from five minutes, a couple seconds, whatever you want to do. It would be great to hear from you. Even if it's longer than five minutes, as long as you keep it generally hockey-related, we'll say. You could even shout out a certain beer that you really like, you know, craft brewery. As long as it's not Miller or Coors, because I don't think that's even qualified to be called beer. I think it's horse piss. I really do. If not pig piss, maybe. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, the worst. It's garbage, in my opinion. Um, at the end of the day. 
I'm sure Hoppy would agree with that one. I, and Isha, I'm sure they both would. And Derek Phelps. And if they don't, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> if they don't agree with that, I don't know. I don't know. That's strange. Uh, okay, I'm babbling too much about that. But it'd um, be great to hear from you. I would then convert the file into an MP3 thanks to Zumzar.com. Always appreciate that website. Give them a free plug because they provide a free service. But if you need a bigger file converted, you can join for a monthly subscription there for at a pretty reasonable price. Otherwise, really looking forward to hockey coming back. I'm happy to have Kirill Kaprizov back. Is it the best situation in the world? No. No, this is not a guarantee he's going to be here even three years from now. I hope he is. Or should we say four years from now? I hope he is. I hope he's here the rest of his career and he's a Hall of Famer. First ballot. I hope so. I hope Kevin Fiala is a Hall of Famer too. I hope it's the next Gretzky and Curry or whatever the heck. Well, no, there's not. There's no center. Maybe Rossi will be the next uh, Iserman. And then one of them could be like a Yari Curry or whatever the heck. Uh, I, I would really hope so though. With that said, Hope to talk to you guys soon. Get ready for the uh, season preview. I'll send out the bad signal for that one a few days before. Until then, take care and go wild.